on me. Deep, dark depression, excessive misery. If it weren't for bad luck, I'd have no luck at all. Gloom, despair, and agony on me. Wait, is this Happy Life Studios podcast or is this an episode of the Evening News? <laughs> well, just stick around and you'll see. Happy Holiday. Welcome. Happy Holiday. To Happy Life Studios. May the calendar keep ringing. Happy Holidays to you. We're here to make your happy holidays even happier. Happier holidays. Happier holidays. Happier holidays. What's up, happy lifers? Thanks for joining us today. I am so happy that you did. I'm happy that you are allowing us to be a part of your new year. You know, we do not take that lightly. Your time is valuable, in other words, and we don't take that for granted here at Happy Life Studios, and we are honored that we were part of your holidays, and we're honored that we get to be a part of bringing in your new year, which is what I want to do with you today. I want to bring in the new year, and I think it's awesome that we are bringing in the new year on New Year's Day. At least that's when we're going to be posting this on the actual New Year's Day. I don't know about you, but my holidays has been happy. They have been wonderful. I hope we have helped you. However happy your holidays were would have been, I hope that we helped make them happier. That was our goal. And I tell you what, we made my life happier. Uh, there's something about, you know, I'm, I, I'm so grateful for you guys on many levels, but one of the levels is, is when I share this podcast, when it comes out of my mouth, you know, I try really hard to live it. You'll notice that these Happy Life Studios podcasts are really about what I'm learning in life. And I think when we learn something in life, something that's positive, something that's inspirational, two things that, that are really good that we can do with that. Number one is we hold that dear to us. And secondly, we share that with somebody else, which helps us to hold that close to us. And really, that's what we would call a moment. When we have a moment we should hold that moment close, but we should also share that moment. And at the beginning of the happier holiday season here at Happy Life Studios, um, I shared, I think I started it with the episode that I talked about a moment, a moment that you will remember. I talked about living in the moment. And I took the Eminem song, um, Lose Yourself in the Moment, <laughs> and I did a little Happy Life Studios style to the song. Uh, but it's funny because we call it losing yourself in the moment. But the truth is, it's really finding ourselves in that moment. When we are lost in the moment, we are really found in the moment. In fact, I would argue that that's the only time that we are truly found is when we are in that moment. That's what time is. It's right now. When we are present in the present, that's a moment. And my moments this holiday season have been wonderful. It wasn't because everything was going great. I was I was struggling with something. 
and I was struggling mentally with something going on in my brain. And I just decided after posting that podcast called Moment, I think it was episode 392, I decided, you know what, I am going to really focus hard on doing that, not just talking about it, but on doing it. And so that's what I've done. And it has been breathtaking. You know, like we talked about in that episode, that quote from Maya Angelou, you don't judge your life by the amount of breaths you take, but by the amount of moments that take your breath away. And this holiday season for me has just been full of those moments. In fact, I am committing myself to living out the new year in those moments. In fact, I'm thinking that might be my word for this year. I'm pretty sure it is. I got to think about it a little bit more. Every year I try to come up with a word and then I make a screensaver of it so I can see it on my computer every day and be reminded of that word And I think my word this year is going to be moment, to be in the moment. A lot of my moments have been involving music. The first moment I had this holiday season, which even led me to sharing that episode of moment, was when I was listening to a song. I can't even remember what the song was, but I remember just thinking about that really happened and it just, it took my breath away. It took my breath away, and I was just in this moment. So there have been a lot of moments that have made my holiday season wonderful, and many of those moments have been involving music. It's like Benjamin Britten said, It is cruel, you know, that music should be so beautiful. It has the beauty of loneliness, of pain, of strength and freedom, the beauty of disappointment and never-satisfied love, the cruel beauty of nature and everlasting beauty of monotony, end quote. (laughs) I mean, in there he's talking about the beauty of disappointment, the beauty of loneliness and pain, (laughs) kind of like gloom, despair, and agony on me. (laughs) What a great way to bring in the new year, right? It's the new year's. So let's talk about gloom and despair and agony. (laughs) Why don't we throw in death and darkness while we're at it, and tyranny and loneliness? (laughs) We could talk about hell and dying, gloom, despair, and agony. (laughs) And let's not forget the misery, because isn't that what the New Year's is all about? (laughs) Well, if you watch the news, they'd like to make you think that. (laughs) I think only the news could take something as powerful as Christmas and make it negative. (laughs) Seriously, though, I came across this article in the Los Angeles Times that was posted December 24th, and it was a long time ago, but it was posted on Christmas Eve, and this is what it said. The title was actually, Scholars Say Mary and Joseph Lived in an Oppressive Society in Which They Were Heavily Taxed. That was the title. Wow, there's some good Christmas music for you. (laughs) Gloom, despair, and agony on me. What a great way to bring in the holidays. These are some of the things that that article had actually said. Quote, Jesus was born into essentially a third world context under a military dictatorship. It was a society where everyone was coerced. About 10% of the population was born into nobility and lived lavishly. They go on to say in the article, Mary and Joseph, New Testament scholars say, lived in an oppressive society. They were heavily taxed by the local and faraway rulers who, some scholars believe, demanded as much as 50 to 60% of what the common people grew and owned. Unlike the American system, which uses taxes to help the less fortunate, Mary and Joseph's taxes were used to boost the wealth 
of rulers. They also said a tense and often confrontational relationship existed between the farmers, fishermen, and the townspeople of Galilee and Herod, Roman officials, and the urban aristocracy who held all the wealth and power. It's clear that Herod was brutal. While the rich prospered, the peasants suffered, and their hatred for Herod and the Romans grew. The whole concept of civil rights did not exist. If Herod wanted to do away with you, he could slit the throat of anybody he wanted. Gloom, despair, and agony on me. Whoa. <laughs> but you know what? They're not wrong. Maybe we should add that to our Christmas carol list. Gloom, despair, and agony on me. Deep, dark depression, excessive misery. <laughs> I mean... That's That was the climate. They're not exaggerating in the LA Times. That was the climate that Jesus was birthed into. And honestly, that was the climate that God decided to send his own son to earth to be birthed into because that climate was so brutal. That's why Jesus showed up in the first place. That's why we have the baby Jesus. And you know what? That article sounds an awful lot like one of the other Christmas carols that we sing. Check out some of the lyrics in the Christmas carol, O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. Ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile here until the Son of God appear. Maybe we don't even think about that when we sing the song because we're thinking about the presence, we're thinking about the warmth of Christmas, but those are some potent words. Captive, mourn, lonely, exile. And that's not all. It says, free thine own from Satan's tyranny, from depths of hell, thy people save, and give them victory over the grave. Disperse the gloomy clouds of night, and death's dark shadows put to flight. Close the path to misery. (laughs) And that's just one Christmas carol. I mean, from the depths of hell, thy people save, and give them victory over the grave. Gloomy clouds of night, death's dark shadows, the path to misery. This is what the the culture was like at the first Christmas. And now Mary and Joseph are birthing this baby Jesus in a stable somewhere, which was probably a hole cut out in the side of a hill. (laughs) I mean, it's just so negative. It's so ugly. But that's what Christmas was about. Seriously. So my question is, why would we celebrate such a time? Why do we celebrate Christmas every year if it's all about death and tyranny and darkness and gloom and despair and agony on me? <laughs> How in the world can we call it a Merry Christmas or tell others to have a happy holidays? <laughs> I'll tell you why. It's the rest of the song. I just took out certain excerpts. Just like the Los Angeles Times took out certain excerpts of the Christmas story. And that's what the news often does. They talk about posting the real news a lot. And they, you know, because we begin to doubt them anymore. Like, seriously, it's just all so negative. But what they're often doing is exactly what the LA Times article did. And what I just did with the amazing song, I hope I didn't ruin it for you. <laughs> Give me a chance to, um, to uh, fix it here, right? <laughs> but what I do with that song is I just took out the negative and I just shared the negative. And that's what so much of our media, as well as our social media, it's not that they're not sharing the truth, but they're only sharing the dark side of the truth. 
This is how we can say happy holidays. This is why we can call Christmas Mary, even though it was such a dark time. Like the Christmas carol, the first Noel, that says, born is the king of Israel. And what child is this? They sing, this, this is Christ the king. And the little drummer boy, I love that show. (laughs) Come, they told me, a newborn king to see. That's the other side. That's the side that makes the negative side so wonderful. It's that Jesus showed up at a time, and I'm going to get to the New Year, New Year's thing here. Stick with me, but I have to set this up. That first Christmas was all about Jesus. Even Santa Claus is Saint Nick. He committed his life to doing things for God. The story of Christmas is about God becoming a human to help all the other humans. That's what makes Christmas so warm and wonderful. It's all the lines after those negative dark lines, and those need to be shared. There's always a silver lining. There's always something positive happen. And when we don't share it, guess what? Our society starts to turn into negative and cynical and and dark, and we don't see the light. So rejoice. Rejoice. Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. That's from one of our Christmas carols, too. That word rejoice, break it up, joy and re. Rejoice, be joyful again, be happy again. Rejoice, rejoice, they say it twice. Which reminds me of what we talked about last week in the third verse of Joy to the World. Repeat the sounding joy, repeat the sounding joy, repeat, repeat the sounding joy. Sounding joy, joy that is heard, joy that somebody has shared. But it says, repeat it. Repeat it, repeat, repeat it, rejoice, do it again, bring the happy again and again and again. And if you go back to the first verse of joy to the world, it says joy to the world. Why? How can this Christmas be merry? Because the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. The problem with that analogy is oftentimes we've seen the movies of how the kings were back in the day and how evil they were and how corrupt they were. You look at politicians today, and I'm not saying all politicians are corrupt, but I will say that none of us are surprised when when it comes out that one is. I mean, how many politicians that get farther up in the government, it seems like the more farther they get up in the government, the more they leave the people behind and they just do their own thing. And so when we say that, that Jesus is born as a newborn king, what makes that great is the baby Jesus, we see him as, as innocent and sweet. He didn't show up as a politician that was already grown. He was a baby Jesus. That, that character about God showing up as a human, he could have shown up as a supernatural being. He could have shown up as something and forced us all to bow before him, but he didn't because he was trying to model something to us. He wasn't just a baby, but he was a newborn king. And because a lot of kings rule us poorly, that can give people a hard time. A lot of people have a hard time with, with God in the first place because they think he's out to get them because it's been modeled to us that oftentimes when people become kings, they lord it over us. When people get into power, they often become evil and mean and selfish. And when you get a selfish ruler, a selfish leader, that does a lot of damage to everyone else that that person is ruling over instead of ruling with. 
truth is, back in the, the Bible days, God's people, they begged him to have to give them a king. And God said, I don't want to give you a king. God did not want to give them a king. God was like, I'm your king. I want to be your king. I will send people to tell you my thoughts and my heart and how I feel about you. But they said, no, we want a king. And from that moment on, God gave into them and he gave them a king. And all the kings, they turned out just how we would expect. And I think it's because God knew no man can handle being a king. And there is the New Year's point right there. We can't handle being king. People that try to control everything are the ones that end up in the institutions, are the ones that need a lot of help, are the ones that their bodies start showing signs of it. That's where the stress comes from. When I'm trying to control everything, that sets me completely out of whack. I'm not meant to be my own king. That doesn't mean I'm not in control of my life, but it means that I'm not meant to be my own king. We need a king to help rule us, to help serve us, to help lead us. And we can't do that for ourselves because <laughs> power corrupts. Money corrupts. Not everybody, but boy, I tell you what, it sure is a powerful thing. And it sure can do a lot of damage. But we need a leader like God became in the form of Jesus. What child is this who laid to rest on Mary's lap is sleeping? This is Christ the King, a king sleeping on a teenager's lap. <laughs> Peace on the earth, goodwill to men, from heaven's all-gracious King. And God rest you, merry gentlemen, we sing, to free all those who trust in him from Satan's power and might. God rest you, merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day. Tidings of comfort and joy, comfort and joy. In Holy Night, we sing, chains shall he break, for the slave is our brother, and in his name, all oppression shall cease. In his name, all oppression shall cease. No wonder that same song leads us to the line, a thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices for yonder breaks a new and glorious morn. That's the kind of king that God was. That's why he modeled it by becoming a baby in humility as well as in power. And what about us today? Are we not living in another difficult time? Is there not all sorts of depression and anxiety? Is there not a lot of darkness and struggle and tyranny? Is there not a lot of abuse going on? So how can we celebrate today? How can we be happy today? How in today's world are we supposed to be merry, let alone bright? How are we supposed to live a happy life, let alone live happy holidays? I'll tell you how. If you got a good king, a king that's just, loving, fair, a glorious king who brings tidings of comfort and joy, who rules the world with truth and grace. I'm talking about a king, a leader who brings peace on the earth and has goodwill to all who in his name, all oppression shall cease. That's where the thrill of hope comes from and the weary world can rejoice. So you got to find a leader that's fair, that's just a helper that can help you in life that brings good news of great joy. 
and if what you're listening to, if what you're looking at, if who you're following isn't bringing peace and good news of great joy, then you probably should find another leader. You probably should find another king. And I'll just tell you, all these amazing moments that I've had this holiday season, they came because God is my king. He just is. He, the warmth that I got was him bringing, stopping my oppression, stopping the all the noise that was inside of my head. When I would be in the moment, I'd be listening to that song. Peace would come over me. Peace to all. That's what God wants to do. And whether you decide to make God your king or not, that's your choice. I'm not trying to tell you what, what you need to do here. But what I will say that everyone needs to do is try not to be your own king. Stop trying to control everyone and let somebody help you. Let somebody help you with your kingdom. <laughs> and yourself, be a good leader to those around you. Even if you don't consider yourself a leader, there are people around you that see you, that follow your actions. Don't believe me? Then try being mean to somebody and then follow that person around for a little while, for an hour, and you'll watch. They're probably going to blow up on somebody else. On the highway, if one car hits its brakes, they say that it goes on forever, right? It goes on just for a long time of how that can cause traffic hours later. Well, the same is true when we hit our emotional brakes. When we're mean to somebody, that other person will follow you. In other words, be mean to somebody and watch them follow you back. Watch them get mean to you or to somebody else back. <laughs> Listen, there is so much peace to not happen to be in control. There's so much comfort in knowing that there's something out there, someone out there that's bigger than me, that cares about me. There's comfort in knowing I don't have to control everything. can only control what I can control, and then I adapt to everything else. So release yourself from being the king, from being all in control of everything, of being in the same way you talked about releasing yourself from having the perfect Christmas. Listen, when I released myself and I was in the moment, my Christmas became perfect, but not perfect as without flaw, but perfect as in whole and complete. And you want to be whole and complete? Let people lead you. Let people help you. Stop being an island unto yourself and being an almighty king unto yourself because that is not a way to bring in the new year, let alone live in the new year. It's called humility. It's called meekness. It's called gentleness. It's meekness, not weakness. We can still be strong. We can still lead, but we don't have to be in control of everything because that leads us down a very tyrannical, ugly path. So I don't know how dark it is for you today. Our climate today is much like it was back then, but we can look back on Christmas and be warmed by that, be encouraged by that. Look how much love. It's a day more love is given out on Christmas Day than any other day of the year. And yet it was such a dark time, which is why we say at the end of every podcast, life isn't perfect, but that doesn't mean it can't be happy. So this year, don't try to be the man. Don't try to prove yourself to everybody. <laughs> be you. Do you. Love. Be gentle. Be firm. Be strong. Be caring. But don't be king. Because we can't handle that. 
because no one was meant to handle that. Someone happy, make just one someone happy, and you will be happy too. Let's do this thing together. Steve Ace.